people that. They said we that. wouldn't fucking do it, dude. They tried to tell us that we wouldn't do it. They said, oh, you'll never be able to get your own parking spot. Oh, yeah. you'll never be able to have the mayor on your Savannah Sports oh, Podcast you'll named never, after a Savannah rapper. You'll never be a cult leader, they oh, tried to say. That's what they tell you. That's what they tried to tell you, dude. Not on our watch, friends. Alright, welcome to the best of Hot Grits 2021. From episode 41 through episode 95, I'll be taking you through a look back at the top moments from our best interviews, the most heated debates from Spencer and I, and everything else from Hot Grits in the year that was. Plenty of stuff including a bowling match of the century, a Braves world title, lots of arguments between Spencer and I, some LeBron hate, and a lot more. Thank you, first, before we get into this, to all of our sponsors for the year, including Coach's Corner and John Carr Real Estate. Coach's Corner, our title sponsor. Uh, you guys know them, you love them, just like we do. Very grateful for them and John Carr, as well as every other sponsor, you know, even if it's for a month or for, you know, for months at a time or, or for the whole year. You know, we couldn't do that without, we couldn't do what we do without those guys. So thank you. To all of our sponsors, we'll list them in full later on, but most notably Coach's Corner and John Carr Real Estate. Also, thank you to every guest who joined our audio experience this year. And of course, a genuine heartfelt thank you to you, the listener. Thank you guys for allowing Spencer and I to be a part of your weekly routine, your support in whatever manner it comes in, whether you listen, subscribe, rate, follow, whether you support the podcast on anchor.fm slash hot grits um you know in any way whether you participate in our bowl mania group stuff like that any kind of support is you know what drives spencer and i to create what we hope is a worthy product for you guys and we think it's what makes hot grits savannah's number one sports podcast all right sit back relax i'm gonna take you guys through the year that was in the hot grits podcast Ain't nobody gonna this I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like You might as well just walk up to keep it while he's on his lunch break and you know, crank his knee or something. Yeah. Just a little baby right now. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> Okay, here's how we'll do this. Lots of throwback clips from episodes throughout the year. So don't worry, we'll be getting to all of the best and boldest from HGP 2021. We'll be sliding between clips with quick transitions. um, So you'll be hearing those little sounds that you've heard, you know, before on the podcast. That's how we'll get from one clip to another. But I'll be checking in as we go along, trying as best I can to set the stage for the next batch of clips um, that you'll be hearing. So bear with us. Trust the process. Uh, Let's begin at episode 41, the first of HGP's 50 plus episodes this year. And Spencer and I's chance to make some New Year's resolutions for ourselves and for the podcast. 
uh, let's see how far we've come. What about some New Year's resolutions? Are you are you resolutions guy? I, I'm kind of resolutions guy. I'm gonna you know I've been in the gym for the past like six months, but like I've I've got like a set plan that I want to you know, accomplish oh. over the next like six. months. It's not really New Year, but I decided I was gonna give myself that that little break between the holidays. Well, back in. Yeah, I'm I'm more of start your resolutions on like the Monday after New Year's, which it just so happens that's today, January fourth. Uh, what are your, what are your resolutions? So I have one written on the doc, which you don't, which you never read. Um, but you're right, very very true. <laughs> for my New Year's resolution, uh, it's not nearly as good as like going to the gym or something. I didn't know we were doing like better ourselves resolutions. Yeah. Um. Well, it was just a plan I have. Like it's not like, like a I goal. Have... So mine's not a resolution. Mine's more of a goal, and it's a goal I've had for a long time. It's my number one goal, honestly, in life, and that's to receive a personal parking spot somewhere, anywhere right. from anyone. For any amount of time. If there's a spot that has a sign in front of it that says reserved for Travis Jadon, that would be, that's all I could ever want from 2021. Do you know what my 2021 goal is? Uh, Well, right here on the dock, I put mine and then underneath is Spencer and it's just blank. Yeah. So here's my, here's my 2021. My 2021 goal is for you to get a parking spot and then for me to also get a parking spot, but my parking spot be just like slightly better. What just a little bit closer to whatever yeah. the building is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the venue is. Also like, also it's not to lose to you once in golf. That's the other one. <laughs> uh for the I got for, new irons, baby, so I'm coming for it. Yeah, I know. Maybe you'll actually start playing a little more often now. Yeah. Um all right. So for the podcast, I wrote down a couple of uh goals. Obviously eighty episodes. That's what we're shooting for. Twenty twenty one. Um, and then a few more, Spencer, you can tell me how you feel about these and how we want to prioritize them. Bring it. Um, right off the bat, it just says, do something for the kids. I'm not sure what kids, but maybe like give back. Right. And so I got out of the way. We are good people here. Uh, As Kendrick says, give back to the city you built, baby. What did Michael Jordan say about the kids? kids, (laughs) Yeah, he did say that. Well, he didn't actually say that, but, uh, it was implied. Mm, He could, you can, you can imagine him saying that though, can't you? Other yeah, I can. Other goals for the podcast: uh, Republicans buy sneakers too. Have a rivalry with some other podcast and subsequent social media uh, feud. Yeah, beef. Anything yeah. we need, we need another podcast to hate, and we need another podcast to hate us. Well, we found one that we don't like, right? I mean, I don't have an opinion on them. Yeah. What was the name of that sports podcast? In Savannah. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know, bro. Oh, okay. Most people just think I can't of, see. We can't even say their name. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm definitely not going to say the name on here. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you are that podcast, you know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are, bro. And obviously, we don't know who you are. <laughs> um. Uh, have uh. This this is uh this is pretty good. Become so popular and important that Major League Baseball is forced to invite the Hot Chris Podcast to the 2021 All Star Game in Atlanta. I'm down. That's kind yeah. of a lofty one. Yeah. It's a loftier goal. No, I, I don't think that's any more lofty than someone tattooing our name on them. If that were even to like become like possible, then we would go back and delete every single clip that we were just dogging Rob Manfred. Just getting after the commissioner, like we'll just replace him with like and really Rob Manfred's like just a great person. Yeah. And just all this nice stuff about about the commissioner of baseball. Uh one more. Have any media outlet, TV, uh, Magazine, newspaper, radio, 
credit us with breaking some sort of news, any sort of news, preferably like big time political news, since we are the politics. Yeah, the we are we are election headquarters. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Do something for the kids, man. Do something for the kids. All right, so look, the resolutions weren't exactly a sign of things to come. But while we weren't consistent with those so much, we did manage to be constantly doing some other things throughout the year. Namely, as you'll hear from episode 64 to start, we kept complaining, kept begging for our five-star Apple reviews, and kept updating a never-ending saga, which is LeBron James a Mount Rushmore villain for us here on the Hot Grits podcast and public enemy number one for Spencer and I. So we'll start at episode 64 when we address some issues, get some complaining done, and then Spencer gets after the king. Uh, What we've been doing behind the scenes, open up the curtain for you. Uh, we have been building a list of complaints, which sounds kind of sad now that I'm saying it out loud. Well, that's what we do day to day anyway. We just, that's why we started a podcast is we just, yeah, but we were doing like bar stories pretty often early on. I feel like, but that's because there wasn't a lot of sports, but that doesn't mean they haven't been happening. Right. So we've been keeping, uh, keeping complaints. Yeah. We're still the same people. Just basically things that we can't put into an entire segment. Exactly. But But we're going to make a segment. We just need to bullet point them. So we will just rapid fire, Spencer. I'll go first based on coolness. Um, right now, there is a rampant uh, – the pandemic just passed. COVID pandemic went through the world pretty good. Now there's a <laughs> pandemic Now there's a pandemic of, quote, have me on your podcast, guys. Oh, God. Every, oh, God. I get them all the time, dude. And they don't actually want to come on the pod. They don't actually want to do that because why would they? Yeah. What they want to do – is tell you something like their take on what the Falcon should do at four. Yeah. Or they want to know, man, what's wrong with the Braves? Should they get a picture? And then what you have to do, you have to be an asshole. You have to tell them, Hey, we just talked about it for 25 minutes. <laughs> we recorded it. You can listen to it at any time. Good for you for saying that. Cause I can never hold my tongue and I start to tell them. And then I'm like, you know what, dude, you just gotta listen. You gotta, you gotta listen. And then I'm next to you and I'm like, well, I know what he's about to say next. Cause yeah. I just heard it. Yeah. Uh, so that's my first complaint. Uh, have me on your podcast, guys. Stinks right now. Uh, you can come on our podcast, sure. But what would you talk about, and why would anyone listen? Yeah, why would anyone listen? And you're gonna stutter and stammer, and uh, you're gonna slowly realize that hundreds of people are gonna listen, if not hundreds of thousands of people are gonna listen to you. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people will listen to you. It's crazy. Ask Uncle Carter. Yeah. Mark Fultonevich is definitely listening because I got a note on my car, dude, as I came out of work at like 4.30 in the a.m. Oh, th- this is a crazy story. Yeah, somebody wrote on top of my, uh, what, what's the thing, sunroof. Somebody wrote in the pollen, don't F with me. I'm not going to say it. We don't curse on this podcast. It said, don't F with me and put a brick on top of my car. Stand like a standing vertically vertically up. up the brick wasn't weighing down a piece of paper that they no. could have written that same message on no what was so crazy about that we'll post this picture to our twitter at, pos- at podcast grits yeah that font i know you can't have a font if you're writing with your finger and pollen yeah. but they had a font they, it was an was intimidating font, font. it wasn't inti- yeah it, it, a little serial killer vibe you still don't know who did that no idea no idea i didn't file a police report because it couldn't you have know? been random, right? No, 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 no. I think I think it was Mark Fulton Evans, dude. Oh yeah, I mean it could have been or Danny Quinn. Could have been Clay Hamels. 
Danny Quinn. I, it's somebody has to do with this podcast, and that's all good, dude. Because I don't have like it's not an X or something. It's a it's a car. Like they had to lean over. I'm thinking it's a dude. And hey, coward, throw the throw the brick next time. Straight up, throw it. I got insurance. And then I'll. That would have been less creepy if they yeah, threw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, my second complaint. Um, we have 60 ratings right now. Apple iTunes. Uh, you guys know Carl Demasi, the coach in the AD. Yes. Rubbing and grubbing. Yeah. Those guys, great, great shows, right? But Good shows. when they ask for a hundred subscribers and they're 25 away, they get it in two days. Yeah. They eclipsed it. We have been begging, begging, begging for ratings. And I know what you guys are doing. I know I get it. It's right? It's you want us to work cool, for, dude. Yeah, They're you cool. want us to work for it. You guys don't just give away five star <laughs> ratings, right? I, and I appreciate that. You're highbrow people. But we are recording 64 now. 65 stars reviews right now. Can we get to 69 five stars by the 69th episode? Nice. Could we do that? I think I think that would be a nice way. For us to, you know, finish our 69th It would episode. at least be like a second page type of story. Yeah. It would yeah, get yeah. us some press. On ESPN2? Yeah. No, not ESPN2. ESPN page 2. Yeah. Pa- yeah. You have page to type two. in ESPN page org. That was a fun website. Okay. Here's the clip from episode 49, LeBron versus the lady in the farm, as well as a few more LeBron highlights from the podcast this year and then they bring it back and then this shit happens dude and nobody knows like on the broadcast you don't know what's going on you can just tell that something is wrong right yeah and uh whenever the lady got taken out like i i swear i saw lebron saying get them out of here you know what i mean like get them get them gone and come to find out there was like this big altercation somebody called somebody a bitch might have LeBron said. got called a bitch. That's yeah. what happens when you come to the farm. Yeah. When you come to Atlanta, that kind of shit doesn't work. Yeah. Dude. Dude. We don't care if you're the 2020 time athlete activist of the year. Hell no. Nah. We don't care about that, bro. Clearly. He's never heard our podcast or he would have known, dude. He would have known what was in store for him. He better not be listening to our podcast. Nah. I'd be pissed. Only your cool friends. Hawks launch investigation into fans allegedly cursing at LeBron James. So LeBron James... um, Big time tough guy doesn't like people saying dirty words to him. Um, obviously, that is not altogether surprising. The Hawks lost the game 107 99, but they came out winners for me. Like, yeah, I, I think anytime that someone goes back at LeBron, it's awesome. Anytime that it's a young 20s woman named Juliana Carlos, uh, who look, I mean, let's just be honest, she looks the part of a young 20s woman in Atlanta dating a 60-something. She's an Atlanta thought. We'll call it what it is. Like, okay. She looks like it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're calling her that. That's fine. Um, here's a quote from our guy, LeBron James. Again, big-time tough guy, big-time athlete. She's clearly for the streets, athlete. right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So LeBron is perturbed by her husband talking shit to him the whole game. Uh, there's a history between these two men. And that this man buys courtside tickets when LeBron comes to Atlanta. Purposely so he can trash talk LeBron. Which I'm all in for. Respect. Like, that's awesome. Respect. Yes. Put, put him in the hall. Yeah. But LeBron goes back at this guy at some point in the fourth quarter when the, when the ruckus starts. And right when LeBron responds to this man, probably for the first time all night that he responds after hearing it for the first three and a half quarters, <laughs> right when LeBron responds, the woman stands up. 
the wife stands up, Juliana, our, our girl. And she says, uh, basically she says, you know, don't talk to my husband. I'm looking for the exact quote. Cause it's, I mean, it's electric, but LeBron got real mad. And this is what he says after the game. Uh, well, ale- first off, allegedly, he, LeBron says to the woman, shut up, bitch, or shut up, sit down, bitch. Right. Calls her a bitch. Right. Um, if you call someone a bitch, you're inviting yourself to get called a bitch, right? That's the word. Especially word. Like, a woman. Yeah, that's the rules of using that word. So LeBron says that to her, and she ignores him, stands up, and says, quote, this is all allegedly, quote, don't fucking talk to my husband. Talk to my husband one more time, and I will fuck you up. Let's go, dude. End quote. Let's go. That's her quote to yeah. LeBron. And she is eventually escorted out of the arena, out of the farm, escorted off the farm uh, with both fingers blazing. With both fingers blazing. <laughs> up in the air at LeBron. Both middle fingers. LeBron says after the game, quote, uh, it's just like sometimes on the floor when two guys get into a scuffle or a little jousting. The refs come in, break it up really fast, and it looks bigger than what it really is. That's what it was tonight. The difference is that we're on the court, and we're not having any alcoholic beverages. So they might have had some alcoholic beverages on the side, so it makes them feel a little tougher than they really are. End Just quote. taking pot shots at people that have no way of coming back at them. Same, guy, I mean? same guy that is obsessed with wine, yeah. and that drinks wine incessantly, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. And has to let everyone know that he drinks wine and reads books, takes pictures of his book table. Yeah, and he he, he wears the turtleneck sweater with the glasses that he doesn't need. What a douche. Yeah, we hate LeBron. LeBron stinks. You stink, LeBron. (laughs) LeBron somehow owns some of the Boston Red Sox now. So now he owns just a bit of your heart. Yeah, I had a buddy who's a LeBron apologist text me, and he goes, "I think he's more than a LeBron apologist. Yeah, he's he's, he's, a, he's a LeBron fanboy. He's a fanboy. Yeah, and I think he'll wear that badge proudly. Yeah, uh, LeBron James now literally owns a part of Boston, as if he didn't own enough of Boston by yeah. breaking the Celtics' heart every single year. Uh, here's the story from TMZ: LeBron James becomes part owner of the Boston Red Sox. The story starts like this, Spencer. La Boston Red Sox. Yep. <laughs> yep. LeBron James is now a part owner of one of the most storied franchises in pro sports, the Boston Red Sox. So how did it happen? LeBron has obtained shares in the Fenway Sports Group, the parent company of the Bo Sox, along with several other prominent sports teams, including Liverpool. Um, they also own Nesson, the New England Sports Network. Well, LeBron so, was already an uh, investor in Liverpool. He correct. owned 2%. Correct. That is correct. Um, so... John Henry still is the main owner of the Boston Red Sox. He's worth a reported $2.8 billion. That's crazy. That's Billy with a B. Um, LeBron publicly has supported the New York Yankees for as long as anybody can remember. I mean, I had like. I remember that first controversy whenever they were playing Cleveland and he showed up. And a Yankees hat. And a Yankees hat, yeah. Yeah, he's a Yankees fan who owns a part of the Boston Red Sox now. This guy will not leave me alone. I'm telling <laughs> you, he will not leave me alone. He's going to show up to every game in a turtleneck with a single chain, just giving you that blue steel look. Dude. With with a wine glass in one hand and, yeah. and a witty saying in the other hand, and he's just going to be wearing a Yankees hat with like, a, with like the N and the Y are going to be in like Red Sox red. Dude, I don't know about witty saying, man. I've Not never witty sayings like yeah. someone else's philosophical saying that he's misusing. Yeah, I've never uh, really thought of him as the like most well-spoken guy in the world. I feel like that's a little bit overstated, but even worse is good. that his buddy Maverick Carter also in the fold now as a yeah. partial owner. I mean, realistically, I know this means nothing. 
as far as being a Red Sox fan, like this doesn't mean Jack. I, who cares who yeah. owns the team? But, but it bothers you. But yeah, it bothers me a little bit, yeah. and I think that's why I did it. Is that is, I, yeah, yeah. Is that naive no, 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 of me? No, no, that I makes think, sense. I think it. I think it has more to do with Dave Portnoy than anything. This feels like a stab at him. You know what I mean? Why you say that? Uh, Dave Portnoy, big Boston guy, uh, extra, extra, like well-known LeBron hater. I wonder what El Perez had to say about this. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that's that. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. What? what? Uh, good point by me. Yeah, no, ding, ding, ding. Credit to me. Nice, nice job. You killed that. <laughs> Is this your king, LeBron James, in the news? Once again, uh, I think he's connived something here. So he gets in a fight with Isaiah Stewart that he started. For sure. With an elbow. Uh, and then Monday night, right before we start recording, the league hands out a one-game suspension for LeBron. Is that correct? And how one many game. for Stewart? Two games for Stewart. Okay. Detroit Pistons. It wasn't guy. a great look for Stewart. The, 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 <laughs> no, a guy I've handed. I think the suspensions are probably like, I think it's, that's fine. Yeah. One and, one and two. I, I always thought that Stewart should get slightly more. Yeah. Than LeBron. I mean, I hate to admit that, but yeah. Like, just looking too, at the facts of it. The, the fact of the matter is that LeBron versus self-defense this week, he's over 2. Okay? <laughs> okay? Because self-defense got him in a certain trial. Yeah. Okay? He wasn't happy about that. Self-defense won LeBron 0. And then Isaiah Stewart sort of gets the better of LeBron because now LeBron will miss the Lakers game in the Garden against the Knicks. He'll be suspended. And I think there's a story here, Spencer. Did LeBron do this on purpose in order to load management as he has been all season, but he couldn't do it on purpose because they were playing at the Knicks so the league would have fined him? I, I think it was an emotional reaction. He was mm. being a little baby back bitch, right? You know what I mean? Like not not that he was not that he's a bitch, but he was being a little baby back. So when he was acting. Yeah, and okay. he, he pouted and his team won without him. You know what I mean? So I think that's all this is. I don't think And that's think... not a curse word because that's all one word. Yeah, baby bad bitch. Right. Yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. Correct. So I think he was just reacting and I, I think it got out of hand from there. Um what what I'll I'll give you my takes. What do you what did you think about I well again, the suspension, fine with it. But I just think So you do think it was calculated though? Like uh, yeah. Sort of in a way. I don't think the league does anything without LeBron consent like being consulted or giving his two cents. I just think it's hilarious that now after he plays every other game to start this season, um, it should be noted, look, Space Jam 2, since then, LeBron's had his worst season ever so far. The was, there, start this was, season there any, was there any part of you that was hoping Isaiah Stewart was going to get to him and they were going to fight? Yeah. Did he just be exposed? You know what I mean? Big yeah, tough as, guy, a, LeBron as a triple B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sort of, yeah. And I was watching that game too. Yeah. Just because I have LeBron in fantasy. Yeah. And I was watching too. That dude, it was nuts. When yeah, he, it got he like fake calmed down. I've never seen it. was like something out of a movie, dude. Like, uh, what's that? Uh, Ballad of Ricky Bobby. He's like, oh, okay, I'm oh, calm. Ricky I'm calm. Bobby. I'm calm. I'm calm. And then he just takes off again. He, like, <laughs> they almost got him to the tunnel, dude. He jukes everybody. He looked like Derrick Henry out there. You don't see State people Farm. getting under LeBron's skin like that too often. Like Isaiah Stewart this year, State Farm Arena girl. Last year, last year, uh, Lance Stevenson, notably in the playoffs, yes. years and years ago. Yes, the Ooh, exhale, well, or an exhale. Just mean, little... People have to breathe. Yeah, it's not his fault. The LeBron's ear hole was right there. <laughs> okay. All right. What about your boy LeBron James, dude? After we recorded last week, this guy, this fucking guy, LeBron James, dude. He in Indiana, he kicks out two 
courtside. Not the first time he's done this either. No. Remember the farm. Yeah. Remember the farm. Uh, he kicks out two people in Indiana, uh, obviously white people. It's in Indiana. And these people are sitting on the courtside with 36 seconds left in the game. He stops the game, pulls the referee over to him, points him out. I'm sure you guys have all seen the videos. Michael would never do that. No. I, in fact, I can only think of one other person that I've ever seen do that. Kick a, kick a guy out as Russell Westbrook, his teammate. What a cupcake, man. Yeah. What a cupcake. The, the pouting face by the girl on the way out was sensational. Right. Perfect. Uh, Apparently his explanation was he said something about his son or something. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I think at this point, that type of thing just comes with the territory of being LeBron James, right? Like, yes. Like, so strange to me that he's that sensitive and that soft that he kicks out a fan. I mean, he In came overtime with 30 storming to over to pointing right here, right here. Yeah, Wild, so, like right fucking here is what he said to the ref. And then the ref, of course, being the simp that he was, just calls over the people, no questions asked. People get up out of their probably like they were bouncers at a club or something, right? And, and they Wild. get up laughing and they are escorted out. The game resumes. Like LeBron went off that game. Yeah. Let's be clear about it. But the level of uh, cupcakeness that it takes to do that is remarkable. And as soon as you think LeBron has toughened up, he goes and makes a, a really terrible Space Jam movie. He goes and kicks people out of their courtside seats. Uh, two famous women now, not famous, but famous because LeBron kicked them out. It's been a bit of a bad month for LeBron. He's been getting mm-hmm. clowned by Enos Cantor over this China thing, which, by the way, Enos Cantor, absolutely in the right but, over this. Yeah, you can't, He's, you can't get clowned by Enos Cantor. Like, yeah. <laughs> That you can't let that happen. To you. <laughs> if you're the goat, just come out and say something about China, dude. Just come out yeah. and say it's wrong. He won't do it. I mean, it, it. He says I won't give him any of my attention. What you won't give your attention to are the people working for sub minimum wage in China <laughs> making your shoes, dude. That's you won't a good give point. that any t- attention. Like, come on, bro. No, that's that's not high up on his priority. No, list. dude. Uh, that's probably just below. Um, like on his little to-do list at home, it's probably like uh, go to the barber shop and film with right. best friend Maverick, um, and then four probably four or five spots down. Look out for people in China. Yeah, I mean it's it, he just doesn't care. It, it, at the top wild. of the list, kick people out of their courtside seats. Yeah, if I don't like what they're saying. Uh, which son was it? Do you think that they were talking about Bronny? Almost certainly his most famous one. What are some things that that you could take shots at Bronny for? Um, I don't know. I would like, think the only thing that I would be like, all right. That makes sense, LeBron. I don't that. venture to guess what you can make sh- take shots. It would at be like shouting like the N word or like racist. Thing. Yeah, that kind I of. I mean, thing, maybe if he had said something like that, would stop the game. Violent towards about his son. You know what I mean? I could see a father getting pissed off about that. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. It comes I, with the territory, right? Like, yeah, it surely it's I, not even the first if it time. was like racist stuff. Like, I feel like that almost comes with the territory. Like, maybe the fa- fans around them would be like, "Yo, right here." Right here, they said it. They said it. You know what I mean? Like nobody would let. Yeah, like, nobody would let that fly. Inwards come out. Like nobody would do that. So I would stop the to, game. Yeah, it's 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 hard to rationalize what they could have said unless he just had had enough of them heckling him. Basically, that's I don't know. Lame. It's lame. Unless they said something like that, but it seems like there would have been more attention towards and, it other than just LeBron. And surely LeBron would have said. They said that, like he yeah. wouldn't like make up something about his son. So yeah. I don't doubt that they did say something about his son. I would just say LeBron toughen up, and also you just opened a can. Every time he's on the road now, 
somebody's going to be saying something about Bronny. Yeah. I would assume. I mean, that's going to happen after Making you get a signs. couple cold yeah. ones in you. I know if he ever comes back to the farm, they're going to give it to him. Absolutely. Like, they're going to give it to him. He'll probably sit that game out on a, uh, on a load management. Damn. Can you tell that we don't like that guy? While Spencer and I tend to agree on LeBron James, we do occasionally disagree. And that happened plenty of times in this past year, like on episode 81, when a pre-pod argument was recorded in front of our guy, Uncle Carter, an innocent bystander to our vulgar, vulgar argument uh, that I won't take time to explain the backstory, but just rest assured that Spencer and I went into episode 81 legitimately pissed at each other. So you're looking... I went and got it today, by the way. For your stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you were a crackhead. There was some crackhead energy there. They had these, dude. I know. So, you're walking around... And you just walked up to the ga- the the golf club that's closed. Sit down so we can get it on 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 tape. You walk up to the. I don't want to fucking sit down now. I'm pissed. You walk up to the to the the I golf club. You did. You walk up to the go- the golf club that's closed. Something and about the pot and kettles and calling them black. You're something. walking up to the golf club that's closed. You walk in. No one's there. So you're walking around searching in someone else's property for your belongings and then the cops show up how are you going to tell me that's not crackhead energy what you did what you just did is just present facts but just not really the right order okay you left certain things out uh no context by the way your only source is me that told you the fucking story to begin with and also you lied to me by even being at the gas station you should not have been at that gas station why is that because I talked to you an hour before and you were going, you're about to walk into a house in Pooler and then go to dinner. That was like go to dinner. three then, hours before then, that. Then I see you at a gas station. We were at dinner. Girlfriend shithoused afterwards. Because we drank at dinner. We got Uncle Carter here. Yeah. Uncle Carter, he tells me that he's at the house. Then I see him an hour later at Parker's shit-faced after dinner. Okay, so this after is... After dinner. And then his girlfriend yells across the parking lot. I'm the crackhead, by the way. Girlfriend yells across the parking lot at me and goes, we're, we're fucked up. And Spencer immediately says to her, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's why. Because I'm not supposed to know that information. This, because this, the timeline didn't stand. No, this, no that's not. I wouldn't crackhead would it. never I don't figure that out. I you know that I'm drunk. First off. That's not that's, would never figure that, that out. just in like enhances my argument that that was crackhead energy because that was like three and a half hours after we talked on the phone. We, this was like 1030 at night. We had just left the restaurant where we had some wine. That's why that's why she was hammered. All right. And you were and shit faced too. I was not shit faced. Yeah, you were. You no, had, I wasn't. You know how I know you were shit faced? Okay. You had a button down shirt on mm-hmm. and there was a button unbuttoned, then a buttoned one, and then also then another unbuttoned one. I had... I had that's not how it works. You just unbutton we were, until you're done. That's because you my girlfriend was drunk and she was unbuttoning every things. other one. She was unbuttoning things, dude. But you that's, probably sold one to get a little. That's not back. why I. <laughs> <laughs> I had two glasses of wine at dinner. I don't drive drunk, okay, listeners. I don't drive drunk. I had two glasses of wine at dinner. Good job. But I also don't walk in to close golf courses when there's no one there. You don't even care about the story. You don't care about belongings. the story. You don't even want me to that tell the story. That is crackhead energy. Keep... We got Uncle Carter in the studio here today. It's episode we're gonna, 81. We're going to talk, talk sports gambling. 
We're going to talk some illegal sports gambling because we live in Georgia. We're going to talk college football. We're going to talk Braves. Uncle Carter, how you been? Glad to be back. Happy that it's football season. We're ready to go. It's been a, a long time in between. I'm sorry you had to see that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Up close to personal. Who knows if that'll even make the episode, but... That was probably the best opening of an episode we've ever had. Of course it is. I don't think so at all. There were no facts given. There were so many facts. Obscure timelines. Well, not proud of that exchange, but we're an open book here on the Hot Grits Podcast, and we usually do stick together. Now, when we stick together, it doesn't always work. doesn't always end up in a victory. And that was the case when Spencer and I participated, along with the rest of the Coach's Corner Sports Network shows, in the world's biggest bowling match. The biggest bowling match in the history of the universe. Hot Grits Podcast versus the other three shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. The Herb Brothers, uh, our guy Chad Griffin and Carl Damasi, and then the third team or the fourth team, along with us, was Rubbin' and Grubbin', Brandon Bain. And uh, let's just say that it did not end up as Spencer and I would have hoped, but let's take a look back to when the world's biggest bowling match was announced and a couple of clips leading up to the match, including Mike Anthony's uh, legendary locker room speech to us that turns out did not work. Uh, And then the segment will wrap, we'll wrap this best of segment with uh, Spencer and I recapping what happened uh, that Sunday, high noon, in late February, the universe's biggest bowling match, the biggest bowling match that ever was, and Spencer and I uh, did not win. Let's take a listen. Okay, Spencer, the bowling match that everyone has been waiting on is finally set. Sunday, February 28th, Kind of a cool date. Uh, 12 o'clock, I think. 12 o'clock noon. Um, it might be 1 p.m., but we're not sure yet. Uh, 12 probably at the Largo Lanes or Tibet Lanes off of Abercorn. Right. Um, none, all of that is just logistics compared to what matters most. It doesn't matter where, when, who, how. We are going to knock down more pins than whoever right. is facing us. It recalls... Uh... 2017, maybe 1997 Bulls, those 2017 Warriors, that level of dominance heading in. I mean, who knows? Who knows how this will all shake out? The little guy has sometimes beaten the big guy. David did beat Goliath the one time. You know what I mean? But right. uh, I don't think they're bringing a slingshot to the bowling pin. So, Well, I can tell you this much. Last night, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, January 21st. And on Wednesday, I was up at Coach's Corner on the Rubbin' and Grubbin' show. With uh, with Dan and and producer Larry yells from behind the mic while while we're recording that Brandon apparently can bowl or touch sometimes two thirty five. Oh really? And I sat back in my chair live on their recording. You can you can find it on their YouTube page right now. Rubbing and grubbing or Coach's Corner Facebook. Sat back in my chair and I go, well, if that's the case, we will not fare well. Yeah. If he bowls at two thirty five, we will lose. Here's the thing. His partner... His partner. That's the thing. It's not like we're playing best ball here. ...has nearly promised. And this guy's former military. He wouldn't lie. Okay. He's not allowed to lie, right? No. That's like one of the... Yeah. 
four rules. They got four. I rules think they kick you out. Even like uh, they'll they'll give you a dishonorable discharge after you've already been discharged for lying. Right, similar to like steroids in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't lie, and he says he's not touching a hundred. So if you and I, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna bowl a pair of one seventies. Yeah, and we're gonna take the title. That's it. We are guarantee? Are we guaranteeing a win? Yeah, we're guaranteeing a win. We're guaranteeing a win. Calling our shot. I, I think the week before we should probably go around to hospitals, visit kids, and see if like they want to. You know, how, like little kids used to tell. Yeah. Hit hit a homer for me tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask them if like what frame they want me to strike on. What do yeah. they want? Yeah. yeah what yeah. do they want? Because we'll down. give it to them. Those three losers. Who do we think is going to be the most pluckiest? Like the one that sticks around the longest. The plucky loser. Who's the nineteenth gonna- hole guys are a mystery to me. Like yeah. they are an enigma. They're curiously, like I don't see them. Where yeah. are they at? Yeah. Where are they? I don't even have their cell phone numbers yet. Right. Uh, Sean Herb reached out to me on Facebook after um, I was trying to get in touch with him just to introduce myself and you know let him know before we started talking trash. You know right. who I am. This this is me. Hello. Um, but he responded and said that he w- they were skiing at the time at, uh, a couple weeks ago. So while others are vacationing and. We're putting him a time, dude. We've been in the lanes. You know what I mean? That's how. That's where I live. Yeah, we stay in the lanes, dude. We stay in these streets. I think, personally, on the plucky meter, I think the rubbing and grubbing guys are going to be the most pluckiest of the opponents. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, former military man. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, bring it in. Spencer, Travis, take a knee. I know I sent this in a doc last night, but Spencer didn't read it, so now you're getting it straight from me. Look, I'm not one to speak in hyperbole or make grand speeches, but I think it's pretty safe to say that tomorrow is the biggest bowling match the universe has ever seen. Hundreds are going to be there to cheer your every strike. Millions more watching across the country. The entire world's going to be tuned in, especially the Baltic states. They can't get enough of that shit. I don't know why. So when you guys pay your $5.99 to Velcro up those shoes tomorrow, I want you thinking about moments etched into sports history. The miracle on ice, UNBC over Virginia, Douglas knocking out Tyson, and what, what do all those have in common? I'll tell you, they were great teams, incredible individuals, and they all fucking blew it. The Soviets were the greatest hockey squad ever assembled. Tyson was indestructible. UVA, I think, was just playing old cast members from The Wire. They were heroes, and then they choked. That is not us, gentlemen. Your God-given talents are far superior to anyone else on those lanes. And I don't know about you, but I sure as hell don't want the Hot Grits podcast to be another all-time great that is remembered because some plucky, ragtag band of misfits caught lightning in a bottle and bowled well for once in their lives. That's just not acceptable. You are champions, and you need to assert your dominance on the world. Now listen, when you're out there tomorrow and you're staring at those pins, I want you to think about your family your friends, everyone who's been with you all this time. And I want you to remember that not one of them has ever knocked over a single pin for you. This is about you. You guys are the stars. You're the ones whose names are being chanted. Take that glory and bask in it for all eternity. The only thing in this world that matters is you and possibly the big globe. Your entire life. Your entire purpose rests on those 60 gorgeous, oiled-up feet of hardwood between you and the pins. This is your reason for being. 
Travis, your brother was killed by a 7-pin in 2003. You need to reach down and harness that rage, and you need to bowl with it. You've come so far, but nobody remembers second place. We're going to win this thing. We're going to be champions. We're going to split the prize money equally with me because, quite frankly, I'm motivating the hell out of you two right now. When this is over, we will be kings. We will put our hands in the ball return and the ball polisher and wherever else we please. We will not be paying for our popcorn or for our 72-ounce Cokes because we will be legends and everyone will recognize the bowling juggernaut that is the Hot Grits Podcast. Drop them hot grits like me, like me, just like me. Like the most like important like bowling match like of all time has come and gone. And unfortunately, right now, the day after, we're on the wrong side of history. Unfortunately. Somber tone. Somber, somber tone. I Unf- feel like we've let we've let everyone down. We yeah, we have. I mean, there's no easy way to say it. We choked. Yeah. We and choked I, up. I'm officially sick of bowling. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately we lost. Fortunately, we don't have to talk about bowling anymore. But we do have to recap like, it a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess congrats to those who will not be named the 19th hole, yeah. which we won't say their name on yeah, the podcast, we won't say their name. obviously. Um, we had a great time. That that video uh, and live stream is available on the Coach's Corner Facebook page. If you want to go back and look, there are some notable moments. Um, if you watch it all the way through, you'll recognize some of these moments that I'm talking about. Uh, one time, one of the Herd Brothers bowls a strike as they did very often yeah in the championship game against us uh bowls a strike and then busts his ass so incredible and i just look at you i go yeah and these guys these guys they're gonna they're gonna take us to the woodshed dude. they took us out back bro. yeah they took us out back and they well, took, see, here's the thing bad. you almost can't say that we choked because we were down 17 in the first matchup going into the 10th frame against uh the coach and the ad yeah carl and chad and that we, was a back and forth affair we both i got a strike and you got a spare so we both pushed that to like a third you know a final frame and we ended up winning by like 20 so we yeah. i mean we really like stepped up in the moment there but in that championship game man they just hit strike after strike after one of the guys had uh a turkey then an open frame and then a double. The whole strike. bowling alley was, was chanting turkey, turkey. It was incredible. Before he bowled. Yeah. Then he just walks up and throws the ugliest knuckleball down the middle of the lane and the pins exploded. Yeah. It they exploded like no like a Nolan Ryan fast. I'm confident unreal. and I, I don't want to be this guy that talks turkey, shit after losing turkey. and I don't want to be a bad loser. So credit them. They they won. They beat us. It wasn't us losing to them. They beat us. Hand up. Hand up. But I think nine out of ten times we win that championship game. Maybe not nine out of ten. Eight out of ten times. Most of the time. If we go out there and do what we, you know, we said yeah. we were gonna do, we win that championship game. It uh it was unfortunate, man. And uh let's is what go it to is. the numbers quickly though. Yeah, yeah. The the first match, which Spencer, look, I'm not again, everyone that listens to this podcast knows how into charity and how into helping the kids to helping the folks that yeah. need help. That's our that's our We shtick. do this for the kids, dude. Everything we do is for the kids. Yeah. So one could argue if you don't bowl a higher score in the first game, which is what the per pin sponsorships yeah, report, yeah, yeah. you're bowling your higher score in the second game where there's no per pin sponsors. Yeah, you're sandbagging. So we did it for the kids. I put up a one seventy seven, my guy. Yeah. That's the highest score I've ever posted. Yeah. 
That was impressive. You put up 177. I think I put up 134 in that first game. Yeah. Yeah. We had 311, which was pretty nice. Which was awesome. And all told, dude, we were able to raise thousands, like thousands of dollars. Listen, like there. John Henderson, not great at facing the camera. I thought Lawrence, producer Lawrence was going was gonna to kill him a few times. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you what he is great at is getting money to this organization to help save one of our own. Because, like, I could not believe the like the numbers. And I don't want to say we'll say later in the week, like, once yeah. we get official stuff. But, like, it, it impressed the hell out of me that the numbers that we raised and the numbers that Coach's Corner and John Henderson yeah. and those guys – uh, raised as well which i'm i was already proud of this podcast just as a product and like the fact that we've been able to do this and come this far but i'm like even more proud that we did something that is undeniably like objectively good with our time you know what i mean like we raised money for a really good cause and thank you guys for that that y'all made that possible and that's objectively true but i i'm not gonna lie to you i don't feel good about it at all I no yeah, too yeah, much yeah. Care I mean, about we lost it. i feel we lost. like a loser yeah um and look, we let down everyone. All we can say, we're going to self-evaluate now. We let down with G Fam. Uh, yeah, we're going to self-evaluate. Spencer is going to forget about that ninety-nine I he am. posted in the title game, uh, and we will move on from it. That's what that's what the greats do, dude. Shooters, they miss their shot. You know, they might clank ten in a row off the rim, but it's out the memory. Just like that's out the memory for me. And you know what else is out the memory for me, Trav? No, what's that? Bowling, just in general, gone. Sick of bowling. Yep, done. I got lost there in the in the first round when I was in the midst of a spare and strike spree. An absolute heater. Bro. I turned around, and I think I was seriously like in a daze when I told you, there's a chance I could go on the professional bowling tour. <laughs> I looked at you like looking for confirmation, and you were just like, focus up. <laughs> yeah, I was locked I in. I could go on the professional that. bowling tour. Then I posted 114 the next game. I mean, how many times did I bowl a perfect ball and just one pin was left standing? Yeah. Like so many times. It was like three or four times. It, at some point, it just like wore me down mentally. Like I couldn't I couldn't keep picking up the spares. Yeah. Like, like I needed to knock down a strike every now and then. All right, so maybe bowling was not our best sport here on the hot creds podcast but that was fun and coach's corner like we said did a great job raising money for help save one of our own uh, that was also a theme this year throughout we'll get to that later on in the best of when we recap the brave season uh, now i want to get you guys to some of our best interview moments from hot Crits podcast in 2021 uh, we're going to run through these without me uh, coming in the middle so we'll just go clip to clip hopefully you'll be able to distinguish who's who um just some of our kind of b best moments throughout the interviews not the full interviews but maybe a clip here and a clip there you'll hear uh, my one-on-one -on -one with rush probst the funny money coach that we talked about in the 50s episodes um earlier in 2021 you'll also hear from lindsey goff the wtoc sports director tyler gillum the Savannah Bananas uh, manager who won a Coastal Plain League title this season uh, and tells us about a story where, let's just say, a bus trip to a road game goes wrong. So Spencer and I have fun with that. Um, first, before we get to those best of interview moments, want to tell you guys about John Carr Real Estate. John Carr 
guy that stuck with us all year since really the beginning of Hot Grits Podcast. We've told you guys about the success he's having at Seaport Real Estate. We want you to call him if you want to learn more about the real estate market in the Savannah area. It's 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Find John Carr on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell him the Hot Grits Podcast sent you and you'll get a discount on a listing fee. This guy has sold basically over a house a week for over a year now. So that's a lengthy sample size. Call him, tell him we sent you, and get your real estate needs met. 912-228-0916. All right, let's get to some of the best interview moments from Hot Grits Podcast in 2021. What was it like growing up as a 14-year-old to 18-year-old in a town called Cumming, Georgia? Man, I'm, so I'm sitting in this coffee shop, and there are shirts right down there that say, I heart Cumming, and I'm from Cumming. What do you got? And, uh, and it, just, it just felt exactly like that. And, uh, you know, it makes things – you have to kind of repeat yourself. Uh, when I, get, I remember, you know, at uh, your orientation, uh, you, have to, you have to kind of repeat yourself. And uh, – you like it smelled it smelled it smelled exactly how you think it is, and uh, it's just it's just a good time. It's a good time for everybody. But, I mean, we're all from we're, truly we're all from coming. Yeah. You know? So in a so, way, there's a little bit of coming in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, what is it like when they try when the front office present? I'm assuming this is how it goes uh, logistically. The front office brings you an idea, uh, you know, a promotion or something like that, and then you say, okay, yeah, we're on board or not. Has that ever happened where it yeah. was, where it was too far-fetched, where it was too crazy and you weren't on board? Well, this is, so when me and Jesse, uh, Jesse Cole first interviewed, when I interviewed for the job, um, he was like, you know, we do a lot of crazy stuff here. Are you going to be able to, you know, be okay and work with me on those things? Yeah. And my thing was this, I said, as long as, uh, as long as we aren't, putting the players in a position where they're going to get hurt, like we'll be able to figure out how to make it work. And so um, me and Jesse have worked really well together. He's, he's definitely the idea guy. If you don't know that Jesse, um, he, every single morning he writes 10 ideas down. And so what happens throughout the year, a lot of times is Jesse Ooh, will like call that. me and be like, Hey, Gillum, what, um, you know, what do you think about doing this? Or what do you think about doing this? And we kind of swap ideas or tweak it or whatever, whatever that situation is. There has to is. be some crazy ideas on that list. Yeah, we have a lot of idea for losers. I'll give yeah. you this. We actually did one with the players the other day. So you guys have seen all of our crazy celebrations after we score. Right. A lot of that stuff came up from the players' idea for loser that we had last week. We had all the players in the locker room. We said, all right, guys, let's uh, bring three ideas of celebrations that would be awesome, that fans would love, and that would, be, that would get us pretty hyped. And so all the players brought it in. We had a whiteboard. Um, so we're taking notes, and, and everybody plays a role in, in, in taking ownership of what we're doing inside the organization. See, that's how I could contribute. I would be hitting like 110, obviously, not even hitting my weight. and then but, Super but utility role. Super utility role. Lots of ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of yeah, ideas. lots of ideas. We could throw you in the banana split suit, possibly. Maybe get you in the YMCA. Maybe you're the cowboy all on right, top of the dugout. Right. Now, like, I wasn't, we can find something. I had one of, you know, people have said one of the greatest at-bats in Grayson Stadium history against Jordan Merritt in this 2018 
or 2019. Really? Yeah, do you remember also. that one, Coach? Yeah, he remembers that. You don't remember? Oh my you don't remember? We're not. I remember now. <laughs> yes. Legendary you, at bat from the eight hole. Did yeah. you, didn't you hit a screamer on the infield? Is that what it was? I did. A line out. The second baseman made a really an incredible play. Hats off to him. But Jordan Merritt I, got everything he wanted out of that bat, man. No doubt. And man. I came Jordan away with a awesome 20. Banana. <laughs> he, he, he promised me that I wouldn't go five pitches, and I, and I came away with the help of the umpire on a check swing, two two, slipped him ten of the twenty. So, <laughs> so we're, phenomenal. Yeah, so we're loved every bit of it. What uh, a, what a time to be alive, Coach. What's your what's the worst road trip you've ever been a part of? I'll tell you this one. This one's kind of a funny one. This one's off the cuff a little bit because I right. haven't had like two. We we actually had the bus breakdown one time underneath. Um, we were coming from Vegas, traveling back to Phoenix, Arizona, and something underneath the bus was dragging. And we're like three hours away from Phoenix. And the bus was telling us like, hey, you know, there's something dragging underneath. We're going to be here probably until the morning, until another bus gets here. Um, and, and at this time, it's like 1 a.m. Oh, and and so all of our guys are just like, oh, man, this is brutal, you know. And so I, we had two crazy players. They said, no, that ain't happening. We're going to get whatever's underneath the bus. We're getting underneath it right now and going. And Of course, no like way. bus policy, like you're not supposed to, you know, Go underneath third and work on it. Yeah. yeah. So these crazy dudes <laughs> get under there. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something was hanging down. They end up getting the screws out of it and just getting it all set up. And then we're at this convenience store, and um, there's like four homeless people that's running around asking all these guys for money. And the guys are like, <laughs> don't know what to think. So we're kind of like, and these are twenty and twenty-one safe. year olds, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, these guys are these guys are eighteen and nineteen. It's junior college, so <laughs> so they end up getting one of the homeless guys is like I think it's the alternate. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they get, they end up getting this thing off. I I don't know. It was I can't remember what it was that was hanging underneath, dragging. But they get it off. They come out. They've got like oil, and you know it's just like they're dirty head to toe. They're the whole team's fired up though. So we get this thing off and then the lady that was driving the bus is like, all right, we're good to go. Let's roll. So it was kind of a fun <laughs> moment. So awesome. Good team building exercise. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had the bus catch on fire or anything like that. So it could be in a lot worse. Can you send us to the water cooler sounding knowledgeable about the Atlanta United? Can you give us like a couple names or like a stat or something? Um, they're not good. We want to be, about but we want to be soccer team. guys. Like, yeah, yeah, give yeah. Give us a term um, or something. So the big thing, once Martinez gets back, okay, it's, Martinez. it's good. That's, once 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 Martinez is back, I mean they they they're gonna go on a run. Hundred percent. What's his first name? It's Yusuf, right? Joseph Joseph Martinez. Joseph like, Martinez. Like, like, like Jesus is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that but is with true. an F. It's not with a PH. It's with an F. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, dude, I'm already at the water cooler. Wait a cooler, second. Dude. What the hell, dude? Are you running the water cooler? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I could spell the guy's name. I'm just going to be like, listen, soccer guy that I'm arguing with, we're just waiting on Martinez, bro. Yeah. Trust the process. <laughs> Trust the process. We, we got to work the ball in the midfield, right? We got we to gotta get back, play some D, and then we're, we, we start on defense, right? That's who we are. Hey, McClure. No, but, you know. <laughs> uh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. You tried to do too much, dude. Yeah, I did, dude. I got in there. I'll mix Stick with Martinez. Stick with Martinez. McLean, how old are you right now? 23. 
So when do you go from being McLean to a Walter? Is it a natural progression or have you asked about this or done research or? When, when, I, when I have my when I have my fourth grandkid, I think that's when I make the switch. Fourth grandkid? <laughs> McLean is yeah. an objectively cool name, dude. Like Thank no you. one can take that away from you. I just think I'm too young. Like I've got I've got a beard. I I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm soul. too I'm too, I'm, too, I'm too cool to have a Walter as a name. I don't, I don't know. Uh, do you think Maybe. a Walter would be chilling on the phone in an Atlanta coffee shop right now on the phone with the Hot Grits podcast? No, I don't think so. If he if he was, he'd be sipping straight espresso. That's a jab at you, Spencer. You stink. I do sip straight espresso on ice. Uh, Lindsay, I did have uh, one Rick Patino question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh. Rick Pitino, that whole that whole time uh, originally when it came out obviously the the public Which, wait, reaction scandal number one or scandal number two which one are we talking about uh, just the whole thing right okay. just the whole saga when, originally together, originally when it came out book. Rick Pitino kind of came across as like this awful guy uh, mm -hmm. but in my mind th th something about it man the back tattoos the fact that he. <laughs> The fact that he kept doubling down, you what know what I mean? He like... never apologized. Rick Pitino, he kind of endeared himself no. to me. You know what I mean? He kind of came off as like, I'm a Rick Pitino guy now. Especially now that he's back. Uh, uh, Iona, that's the, that's the story. Lindsay, right? he's blushing right yeah. now. He, yeah. Spencer's blushing. So right am, I wrong, right am I wrong to, I, as someone who was there, I, I don't want to be like on the side of this terrible guy. Yeah, am I wrong, wrong to be a Rick Pitino guy now? Yes. Kind of. Kind of. Um, He's so like an Andy here. He's like a. He's genius. like. Yeah, he's like, like a a, a, had, a Walter White to me. I had his last sit down interview before he got fired, and we were working Sick. on a mini documentary about his coaching tree. He has coaches in literally every level of basketball. Like Frank Vogel, who coaches the Lakers and won a championship, right. was a student manager under Patino at Kentucky. Like. Literally, this man touches every level of basketball from the high school ranks all the way up until the NBA. And so, like, I had interviewed his assistants from, like, across the country. Like, I even got to go to Chicago to interview Vogel when he was coaching the Magic just to, like, talk about Rick Pitino. And, like, fascinating stories about this guy. Like, he is a genius on the basketball court. But I'll say, like, the stripper scandal, I really don't know that he knew. Like, just reading everything I've read about it, I don't know that he knew, but he probably should have. So then when the Adidas stuff happens, right. it's like, okay, man, like, you've already got caught up not knowing about stuff once. <laughs> like, it was yeah. sort of like the if, Pete Rose stuff, man. Like, even if you didn't know, like, you should have known. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. what what is your staff doing? What is your pro? Like, what's happening? And so... Like, whether he knew or didn't know, and that's, like, a whole debate that you could talk about all day. Like, he should have known yeah. the second time. <laughs> it was probably the most frustrating that I've ever been in my life. And, you know, you can't tell the whole story. And, and, and let, let's be honest. I mean, there's things that I'm not happy with what I said in that video or in that tape. I mean, I mean, bottom line, it is what it is. But at the same time, it was significantly altered and edited to make me look as bad as you could look. And I think the story is tape was taped on May the 18th or 19th. I'd been hired the last week of April, and that tape didn't drop till March 1st, a week after Michael Nelson was let go from the Booster Club. 
Um, so when he was fired from the Bush Club is when he released the tape a week later. So uh, that that that's a timeline that people need to be aware of because of how much time had gone from May to to, to March one. And so obviously, again, I wish you could change things, but um, but you can't. You just got you got to own up with some things. But I was taken out of context. Yes, absolutely, I was. There's no doubt, and 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 that's probably all I need to say right now about it because it's still there's still some things that are under investigation. Sure. Well, if I could, coach, just follow up on that. It, the it made national news. I think a lot of people believe because of the Georgia and Alabama implications. Is one of the things that you regret from that is the naming yes. a guy like Nick Chubb. Yeah, and it's, it was it was just BS. It was all yeah. BS. We were just we're just. It's like two guys sitting at a bar or two people in a boat talking, you know. And 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 what people don't understand is there's a lot of conversation that's not on the tape that led to that. And and, and so, you know, basically you're just repeating rumors of of no context. Right. I mean, that's basically what you're repeating. Is you're, you know, that's something I didn't make up. It's just something that you hear things. They're not true. They're rumors, and they're and they're not. Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Rumors that are not uh, substantiated. Yeah, substantiated, and they're not. I mean, there's none of that's true. Absolutely none of that's true. And I've signed affidavits stating that that I, you know so. Uh, that but that again that probably caught the biggest part of it and uh, and I do regret that but again uh, when two men are sitting around talking and you you never dreamed in a hundred years that he would manipulate things you know you got to understand we probably talked for over two hours maybe three hours and then he releases that tape that's an hour and six minute long. So there's a there's there's a lot of things, and then when it was edited back down, well, no, the first tape. I mean, what he released to start with was an hour and six minutes, and then they edited the tape. So the tape was edited twice that we know of. I mean, right. because I do remember the time that he and I were talking in my office, and it was only the second time I'd been to my office. And so I remember wow. that very well. So that that conversation took over two hours. We talked a lot of things, and then we went to uh, that was that was one time that I know it's edited because he didn't have the whole two and a half hours on there. All right, and then the second time is when people got he got he he altered it the second time down to fourteen minutes to make me look really bad, and so you know, trying to get me fired from the Board of Education and releasing those things. So that thing's been significantly, intentionally altered several times that we know of. And and I just think that that's, you know, I shouldn't have trusted him and, you know, and shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have trusted him. But at the same time, it was just a bunch of BS talk is all it is. So no shortage of funny, interesting uh, sometimes confusing interview moments for us in 2021. We're going to bring you guys a lot more guests in 2022. That's the plan, at least. Um, so hopefully we'll be getting more of those in 2022. But 2021 was certainly a slam 
with our guests. And so we thank them once again. You can find a full listing of all our interviews, every guest by episode number, date, um, you know, what the subject of the interview was, all that kind of stuff in a nice photo on our Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com slash hot grits pod. Um, you can find that also on Twitter at podcast grits and Instagram, the hot grits. Uh, if there's one thing that we ask of you guys that you haven't already done, whatever platform you listen, whatever platform you're listening to this right now, click the follow, subscribe, or like if you're on Facebook, whatever it may be on that so you can stay tuned with us in 2022. All right, let's get on with it then. Um, there's a globe on Duran Avenue, and we are a pro-globe podcast, and that became really front page news for us here on the Hot Grits podcast when we had Mayor Van Johnson on in January of 2021. Uh, probably one of our, you know, one of our most interesting interviews to date. Uh, we've certainly talked about it a lot. And Spencer fired off the great question that led to uh, Mayor Johnson confirming that he's a pro-globe mayor. Probably one of Spencer's best questions of the year. There were some funny questions that Spencer got in there on a few other interviews like he did with Carl Damasi. Do you believe in ghosts? Carl, you're obviously <laughs> extremely knowledgeable. Um, but there's one more. I think I have an even more pressing question. If you had one God, superpower, what would that superpower be? But it wasn't all fun and games for Spencer. Like I said, he got that question in to the mayor early and it led to us eventually talking also later in the year to alderman nick palumbo about that holy globe and then we would end up asking almost every guest we had on if they were a pro globe citizen of savannah including uh connor del Preet, the former wsav sports weekend anchor of course we had to ask connor if he was a pro globe sports anchor so, so purely based off look and image, I have to be. You, right. you have to be, right? Wait, uh, wait, like, it, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah. where are you going with this guy? Aesthetically, is he about to butt? No, yeah. no, 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 no. How many wonders of the world are there? Seven? <laughs> I believe that's seven. Hold on. One. This has an argument. This has an argument to be nine or ten, right? Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, never I mean, it's right up there. And. And the picture of you two in front of it is nothing short of Thanks iconic. It. I think. So, of course, you think I'm going to come on your podcast and talk down on the globe when the mayor and CCL are on it? No way, dude. I, I know. I'm going to be on the right side of history with this one. I'm Hell pro yeah. You know, we can expect that there'll be an announcement from the developer. Um, I don't want to steal their thunder because they'll be able to officially plant the flag and say, you know, we saved the globe. Um, but I can say for the Hot Grits podcast, you guys, hey, you're, you're at the tip of the spear where we can say that there has been an alternative proposal submitted uh, that saves the globe on site. And I think it's for a couple of good reasons. Um, one, it's recognizing the value and the history of this supremely unique Savannah landmark, right? I mean, you've had marriage proposals that have happened there. You had Forces of Nature that was filmed there. Um, Oh, yeah. And then it's just always been this landmark destination where people get around and they see the globe. Um, but as we found over time and in, in, in really in researching this, uh, it's become very special because not only 
is it maybe the largest one that was ever constructed? It's possibly the last one that's still in the United States. That's wow. Awesome. That's awesome. So, Nick, I know you said that just right off the rip, you were against the globe moving in, in general or it being deconstructed at the very least. Um, what impact do you think? Do you think this was entirely because of the pro globe movement that these developers aren't going to move? I'm not I'm not trying to you know shine the light on us here. There was other people no, involved kind in this. Of, kind of. You know, I think it's I think it's all of the I think it's all of the above. I, I think Fair. that the pro globe movement, saving the planet, I mean that's a wonderful message, you know, and that uh, there was a lot of energy behind it. People who came out of the woodwork to say that this meant something much more valuable and something much more special than just, you know, something that could be shouldn't be thrown away. And um and then the recognition that the developer could see this as an asset really it is a unique landmark that's one of a kind you know there'll be no other place out there like it that has its own globe um and you know it's good that this happened because the globe did need a lot of tlc as you guys have gotten pretty close to it you see you know a big steel globe uh no doubt no doubt (laughs) it's gigantic um and it needs a little it needs a little love um, it's been in good standing since the 1950s and it's gave us some great service, but it's in need of a little TLC. And I think the other thing that really saved it and preserved it too, is just the, the logistical feat that would have been trying to move it or deconstruct it in any capacity. Um, <laughs> what really saves it is because of its scale and its stature. I mean, you'd really just have to do such an immense amount of engineering work to wrap your head around it, um, to even think about moving it or altering it all, then it's just easier to keep it and preserve it in place. I love that. I love the fact that, it, that that's one of the main reasons why it stays. Yeah, laziness, just, laziness wins the day. It's too there difficult to move. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. We have some globe talk. You can check yourself, bro. It's just not really breaking news because if you listen to our interview with yeah. Alderman Nick Palumbo, you would have known all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to correct the record on the globe here to start off but the small brains the small brains are hearing about it now the little pea brains the pea brains yeah and its size doesn't matter but they are <laughs> they are small tiny little brains yeah, yeah yeah um all right so we're gonna start with the globe we're gonna update you guys on the globe the Duran avenue globe yeah uh the mont this savannah's basically go-to monument uh right there on the corner of Duran, white bluff and Aberfoyne. Well, that's why people come to the city yeah it's, yeah to see the globe it starts there we don't get scat if we don't get the globe. You know right, what I mean? Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Tin foil hat on. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to talk Braves, all their trades. We're going to talk NBA, NBA draft, Simone Biles in the Olympics, um, and a few other stuff. But we're going to start with the Duran Avenue Globe. Spencer, on August 1st, SavannahAgenda.com and Eric Curl, my former coworker at the Savannah Morning News, wrote a story, uh, and I'll, I'll read you the beginning of it. Quote, I- the fate of a quirky Savannah landmark is now in Parker's hands. Following the convenience store chain's $4.7 million purchase last month of a recently vacated commercial area on Savannah's south side. The acquisition of the former 1950s era gas storage tank painted to resemble earth comes almost one year since Parker's received approval to demolish the globe and surrounding buildings to redevelop the 3.43 acre site. End quote. So 
Parker's buys the Globe site. We already knew this. Yes. Right? What did we learn on August 1st? Um, not much besides that the Chick-fil-A and the coffee shop won't both be there. Just yeah. the Chick-fil-A. Did you uh, have any takeaways? Uh, I, I didn't know that the Chick-fil-A was still going to be there. I hadn't, I hadn't figured that out. Uh, so I think what the plan is to have the Chick-fil-A, the drive through kind of surround the globe. Gotcha. So you'll come out of the Chick-fil-A double-sided drive through on one side of the globe. Whoa, that'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be cool. I think that's the plan. I, um, am, I am down bad that they're not going to put a coffee shop there. I guess they already have Dunkin' Donuts, but... Well, yeah, and Parker says coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you well, just... Dude, Parker's coffee... Hot take here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So in market buys the Savannah Arena, the Savannah Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new they buy the naming rights for that. Parker says whatever. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll buy the Globe. Dude, the the competition between Parker's and In Market is fascinating stuff. Yeah, they, I love how Savannah is just like wah wah. You know, all these chains get the hell out of here, dude. They just get dominated by two local guys. Yeah. And no, get them out of here, dude. I love that. And us Savanians love our soft drinks, our yeah, fountain yeah. drinks. Yeah, like, yeah. those two stores are never going out of business. Agreed. Unless, of course, they mess with the Globe. Here's what's, <laughs> here's what's not going to happen with the Duran Avenue Globe. Uh, it's not going to be moved. We know that. Like, we know that from what Alderman Palumbo said. It's either going to be torn down or it's going to stay right where it is. Yeah. That's a fact. Okay, uh, I think the interesting part of this is what happens to those stores. And I, I want to go by there and talk to these people. California Tattoo Company, tailor-made draperies, and Mama's Furniture. Mama's Furniture is an institution. Dude. Mama's fir- Furniture, also a staple. Probably top 100. Yeah. Top 100 top Savannah one- business? Uh, <laughs> well, never, we'll have to get to that I, have, you, have you ever even been in there? I just know the billboard. Yeah, I think I bought a table. You didn't buy a table. For like there, a chair? Like Lion a rocking, ass. Like dude. a rocking chair or something? Lion ass. Uh, so I thought it was interesting. The shell company that Parker's this was good stuff that Parker's buys the globe under, uh, <laughs> had an interesting name. Atlas shrugged too, sort of an ode to the novel from Ayn Rand Atlas shrugged. Uh, and it's definitely gotta be a nod to the globe, right? When it's called Atlas yeah. shrugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the nod. Hopefully, hopefully Parker's doesn't mess this up. Yeah, real and, highbrow stuff there, Parker. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't like, come mess on, it. dude. Yeah, and it's Atlas Shrugged too. Yeah, come on. What so, are we doing here? What did Atlas Shrugged one buy? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What what did they buy? Uh, so Parker's could, Parker's has uh, submitted their revised site plans uh, for this, and again, it's Chick Fil A uh, and a new Parker's in the quote future development area. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but all the people that reached out to us, I cannot believe. The amount of people that reached out to me via text, phone call, Twitter, Facebook, talking about the globe right when this story came out as if like I had someone ask me, so what's the deal? When do you guys go chain yourselves to the globe? <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, hey, I don't think that that's necessary yet. I think we're, we're pro Chick-fil-A. Yeah. But most importantly, we're pro globe. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll leave that right I where I mean, it we is. will chain ourselves to that globe. If that's what it takes. If Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down. If that's what it takes, we'll I do I don't it. have 24 hours in me, but I got a solid two. I got an afternoon. No, yeah. And, I mean, I don't have any... You have any chains or anything like that? No. We have to borrow the chains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any chains. But, I mean, how hot would it be? You know, now I'm Super starting hot. to really... Yeah, I'm starting to really rethink this. Yeah, maybe we won't do it at maybe all. Maybe we just put cardboard cutouts of me and you up there. <laughs> yeah. You're a pro uh, Durant Avenue Globe podcast. Pro Globe. Could I get you to say that you're a pro Globe mayor? 
<laughs> My name is Van Johnson. I'm the 67th mayor of the city of Savannah, and I am a pro-globe mayor. Let's go! That's all we needed! <laughs> So as I record this at the end of the year, 2021, that globe still stands right where it belongs on the corner of Duran and White Bluff in Savannah. We will be pro globe until further notice. So as far as we're concerned, that thing is going nowhere. All right. The moment you guys were all waiting for, I'm sure. The Braves brought us a 2021 World Series title. Thank God for 1995 and now for 2021. I can't lie to you, it wasn't always smelling rosy for the Braves, especially here on this podcast. Uh, we had our doubts, to say the least. So what I did was went back through uh, maybe every three to five episodes, um, sometimes a little lengthier than that. I tried to grab a clip or two, and it included the record of the Braves at the time that we were talking and our thoughts. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you guys through a roundup of clips uh, in chronological order ish 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 uh, taking you back through the brave season as we saw it eventually leading to their world series title over the houston astros the braves and a little bit the hot Grits podcast brought you guys a world series title in 2021 so we're going to relive that ride right now Outside of the obvious pitching stuff, which, I mean, you literally just have to cross your fingers and hope figures itself out, right? Uh, Azuna does not look good, dude. Uh, he hasn't looked good to me yep. at all. And, um, you know, more uh, uh, the further and further this gets along, you start to get scared because there was already the narrative that he's going he's gonna to regress to the mean at some point, right? Like, he's, there's no way he's that guy that we saw last year. He's, yeah, yeah. You, he's mean, probably, you mean Azuna specifically? Yeah, yeah, he's probably not even the guy that he was the year before. Because well, he was he was never that guy throughout his entire career. But, I mean, obviously he's going to be a good hitter. He's going to hit home runs. But you need him to be an all-star caliber player in the heart of the lineup if you want to be. That's key. Yeah. It's like you're starting to – and, of course, like classic, I know you're under tutelage to become baseball guy. I am baseball uh, guy. I know, working terms into your vocabulary, yeah. baseball guy. Yeah, spin rate. Launch angle. Baseball guy terms. Um, Yeah. But baseball guy will tell you until June, July, or as late as he possibly can, that it's still early. Yeah. It's still early. Long season, things like that. Very. But like flaws are flaws regardless, right? Like one game is not a big enough sample size. We're 11 games deep now. Like there is some sample size to work with. Like things are becoming true. Yeah. Here's something that is true the Braves bullpen is not going to be a strength of this team and they're yeah. not going to win. I said this on the last episode. They're not going to win the way they won last year. Last year. Yeah. Uh B the the stuff with Freed it, it's crazy now with Freed like when he doesn't pitch well, how thin that rotation looks without him as a guarantee at the top. No telling with Soroka, he's pushed back cuz of shoulder soreness now like Yeah. Chuck Morton's been okay. Oh, man, I, I feel like a dummy because you were telling me that you just didn't buy that Soroka was going to be back in the month of April. I mean, and, I said that, yeah. Like, and I was like... Immediately last year. Well, to my credit, it's not the Achilles that's keeping him out. 
who could have foreseen a shoulder issue? I guess baseball I guy know. could have seen it. Maybe foreseen. me. Maybe I should have foreseen a shoulder issue or something because it does tend to, when you're ramping up like that and you haven't thrown in so long, tends, things tend to pop up. But I'm not so much worried about the rotation because if, I mean, if the rotation never comes along, we're screwed. It's That's going to figure itself out. Um, Freed 11.46 ERA through 11 innings. I think the mustache has to go. Yeah. It's the mustache yeah, yeah, right yeah. now because... Change up the vibe. What is the mustache if not a momentum starter? Yeah. Right? But like now, the the good vibes are no longer there. True. You got to go clean lip. You True. have to have a clean upper canvas if you're if you're Max Reed. You cannot be out there with a thin mustache rocking an 11.46 ERA. True. All right, but the Braves, 28 and 29, they lose Friday night to the Dodgers, then win Saturday and Sunday. So there's still a game under 500. But, Spencer, I believe, A, that I it's been proven that I have direct effect over the outcome of the I'm, race. I'm, I'm on board at this point, yeah. Because, um, I mean, you flamed Dansby. The moment I trashed Dansby Swanson, I want to say 67, episode 67. And 68. Probably went after back me to 68. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to back. Um, look, he's been red hot since then. He's been one of their best hitters. He had the second highest OPS throughout the month of May for the Braves. Incredible. The entire month. Incredible. And I was just dogging this guy. He's turned it on. Meanwhile, the Braves still get to 500, and then they lose three straight. They lose four straight. They win four, then they lose five. They take two steps forward and three steps back. It's the same old thing with this team. They're getting Shane Green back in the bullpen soon, I think. Um, Max Freed has been looking better. I think Drew Smiley really remains the only question mark in the rotation. I, the th- what I did to Dansby Swanson, where I dogged him and then he got red yeah. hot, uh, Bryce Wilson has seen that treatment before for me. All right. I dogged him. Yes. He came out. Now he's like a legitimate yes. five-star. And we're, we're baseball guys on this podcast, right? Correct. But I need to tell you, just to update the people, we were right on Mike fulton Yeah. Have a look at Mike fulton record out in Texas. Can I tell you what it is, Spencer? No. Our guy, yes, yes, yes. You our guy is one in six. <laughs> if you're checking it's Mark, in on Mike... It's Mark fulton I thought. Mark fulton yeah, Sorry, yeah. I always get confused. Mark fulton is in Texas rocking a one in six. So he's still really doing what he's always done. Yeah, but this year, it's a new year. And we're baseball guys. It's a long season. We got something going here. You know what I mean? When, Whenever... All right, so if you have a hitting streak and you're wearing the same pair of socks, you keep wearing that, that pair of socks until the hitting streak. Nothing over. changes. Yes. All right. So... I'm going to list off some guys, and you're going to say some mean things about them, okay? Okay. Good? All right, we'll start in, with... In, in order to get get them going. Yes. Okay. So we'll start with Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman has been overrated since he arrived in okay. Atlanta. Okay. And this guy, honestly, how he won the MVP last year is a miracle to me. I bet he ends the season batting 220, uh, maybe hits 15 homers next. All right. Let's go Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval is the biggest piece of shit in Major League Baseball, and I'll tell, I'll tell you why. He stole money from the Boston Red Sox in 2017, and they, this team was a world championship caliber team, this Red Sox team. They had just won the World Series, after all. They bring him in, eh, 35 mil a year, World Series guy, been there with the Giants, won it before, he stinks up the joint. Yep. He stinks up the joint, he brings the Red Sox down from within. From within right. the clubhouse, right. he brings them down to his level where he's sipping Diet Coke out of his Gatorade bottle in the middle of the game, stealing money and batting 210. 
I think Pablo Sandoval has had a negative impact on the Braves, despite what the stats say. He's ruined that clubhouse vibe. Okay. Next. Next. All right. Ozzy Albies. <sighs> He's killing the ball. Um, Not playing with swagger, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, more swagger from yeah, Ozzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of lame right now. Yeah, uh, not really. Acuna is just killing him in the swag game. You know, right, what I mean? right. But Acuna, here's what I'll say about this this guy, okay. Ronald Acuna. Yellow is not part of the Braves' colors. Okay, despite how much you want it to be, two, yellow two episodes, is not two, part. Of, two episodes, you loved it. Yellow is not a part of the team <laughs> all right, colors. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. I don't want a dog anymore of them. All right, you, uh, one more, one okay. more for the people. One more for the people. I'm gonna this pick. Is, this I'm gonna is pick, for them. This hurts me. Yeah, I'm gonna pick another guy who's just like going fire. Oh, why? Luke Jackson. <laughs> if Luke Jackson throws another pitch and rubs his right hand down the right side of his pants again in order to wipe off the sweat that he wiped off the pitch prior, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> Every time he throws a pitch, the right hand comes down the right side of his ass and he wipes off sweat that's not there, Luke. It's not there. Dude, I will say this about Luke Jackson. It doesn't matter. He could go out and throw. He'll never convince the Braves. He'll, yeah, he'll go. He'll throw 30 scoreless innings. Every time he comes in, I'm like. Because oh, <laughs> of that look. And he wipes his. Like, yeah, dude. He it, like throws his hair behind his ears. Like he does a little curl behind his it, ear. There's something about him being pudgy and just like sweaty. Dude, he looks like he Luke? looks like he got hammered the night before. And he just came out and was like rubbing his belly. You yeah. know what I mean? On the yeah. mound. Like that's that's what I get. He he drank twelve beers and then came to the ballpark the next day. <laughs> um, the Braves finally, Spencer made some moves. Uh, yeah, of a course, flurry of them, bro. Of course, there's still two games under five hundred as we record on Monday, August second. They're fifty two and fifty four, getting ready for a series with the St. Louis Cardinals. But Spencer had to have been. I mean, for me, I've been so negative on the Braves and, and the fact that they weren't going to make any moves. This was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it made me not give up on them for the year. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to give up on them now. Somebody could get hot. Austin Riley is the best player in baseball now. Young, handsome Babe Ruth. He's the best player in baseball. He is red hot oh, right now. Oh, my God. So is my guy, Dansby Swanson. And I've been high on Dansby yeah. Swanson yeah, since yeah, day you one. Have. you have. I have not criticized <laughs> yeah. Dansby Swanson not one once, time. Not once, dude. Not once. I've said this is the brave shortstop of the future. They cannot trade him, and he's untradeable. I've said that many times. Go back and listen. He's red hot, and what happens now, Spencer, is that the lineup gets deeper. Instead of having guys like Steven Vogt, uh, Orlando Arcia, guys like that in your 6-7-8 yeah. hole, now you have Dansby Swanson batting 7th. That'll do. Yeah. Like, that'll do. The just... lineup starts to look a little bit more formidable when you have power bats. Yep. Yep. Like 5-6. and six, That That's huge. And if Austin Riley is actually hitting the ball and is like a, an impact player, different team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're just a different team. If he's average, they're not beating anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they, they, they're a bad away without him. You know what I mean? And, of so course, Freddie Freeman's staying hot. Yeah. He's been red hot still. Uh, Ozzie Albee's doing well. I think the pitching staff is coming along. They should get Ian Anderson back soon-ish. Uh, Waskar, you know, are probably going to come back in the bullpen. They made some trades. Let's talk about him. Adam Duvall, who we talked about. Yeah. A month and a half ago. Should never have left the team, period. Jorge Soler is a really good power bat. Uh, They can play both corner outfield spots. Dick Rodriguez in the bullpen. Dick Dick Rod. Rod Dick Rod. Is the man. Richard Rodriguez from Pittsburgh. And then, obviously, early on, they got Jock Peterson. Yeah. Who I think will play a lot of center field. That's a lot of outfielders, though, right? What's that that 
rotation look like? So it's going to be f- basically five outfielders. And here's the thing. This is going to put a lot of responsibility on Brian Snicker. Instead of going to get the one guy, the big-time bat, what you've done is added several B-plus bats or B B bats. Yeah. And you're going to put a lot of responsibility on Brian Snicker to make these moves and to kind of piece together the rest of the season. We'll see if he can do that. But I think but now, that's huge, though, dude. Yeah. Because I'm, I, instead of putting Pablo Sandoval in in the bottom of the ninth in, in a pinch hit situation, you've got Eddie Rosario. You've got Adam yeah. Duvall, whomever. You know what I mean? That's that's That right there is a massive upgrade. But also, you don't have those guys that you've never heard of batting in the heart of your lineup yep. on, on off days. That's huge. Yeah. Like, and it's it a ma- different team. It makes yeah, it makes them where you can't just run through the bottom half of the lineup. Exactly. You know, in whatever inning it is, those were those were pretty much guaranteed outs in the bottom. Yeah, floor. there was a lot of rollover and die innings where you just knew you know you were just trying to hold off until you got to the top of the order again. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the Braves fifty two and fifty four. Uh, a couple stats for you, Spencer. In games in which they are one game under five hundred. So they enter the game one game under 500. The Braves are 1 in 12 Jeez. in those games. 1 Jeez, in 12. Dude. I'm like, almost surprised by the one win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it feels like they're 0 and 50. How did they get that win? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like they've been they started off the season 0 and 1, then they went to 0 and 2, and then they went to 1 and 2, and then they just kept on kept on kept on. Like that it feels like we've been right there all year long. So do you think now I and I I do think this, this is why I'm going to ask you it. Okay. I think Alex Anthopoulos now has has gotten rid of the opportunity for fans and media alike to ridicule him should they not make the playoffs. So do you agree that this team now, presently built, should be able to make up a four-game difference in the National League East? Or Yeah, I mean, with the names on that roster, the rotation still is like, meh, eh, eh. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Bullpen, eh. But right. a lot of bats, a lot of bats, and bats should get you into the playoffs. I mean, I, I know traditionally rotation does, but that lineup should get you into the playoffs. You got the NL, reigning NL MVP, you got Aussie Albies, you got, I mean, you got all these pros, like you should be able to, you should be able to string, at least put a winning record up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least finish the game, the, finish the, uh, the regular season 10 games over 500 or something. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the, their playoff current their playoff odds currently thirty four percent to make the postseason, three point three percent to win the World Series. Oh God! And the what the crazy thing is, dude, with the way this is all shaking out, it you're looks thinking, like I can see it in your eyes. You're thinking the same thing as me. What's go, uh, ahead, go, 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 go No, you go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. All right. If the Dodgers have to play in that one game, that's what I'm screaming. Right. There's a chance, dude. Here, dude. This this might be the worst World Series team of all time. You know what I mean? Like, are they, the Braves gonna win this World Series? I don't know, dude. I don't know, and it's it feels early to say that. And I was thinking about this like two months ago, and I haven't said it because I don't want to jinx anything. You know what I mean? But the the Dodgers could lose in the wild card. That could happen. One game, I anything like, could happen. I do, bro, I like this team's chances against the Giants if, in seven games. I, I'm I, they're not winning against the Dodgers. Not happening. But I could see them beating the Giants in seven games. I could talk myself into that. If you get to the World Series, anything can happen. Fuck it. Like, I, excuse me, hand up. We don't curse on this podcast. If, if they, they don't it, have to play the Dodgers, if they don't have to play the Dodgers, all all bets are off, dude. All bets are off. I think, like, I could convince myself that they could beat the Brewers. Right. They could beat the Giants. They could beat the Cardinals. They're, right. They're not going to have to play. And all you got to remember, teams, this is not the to... same team that, like, this record is not indicative of how good this team is. You know what I mean? Because they got better halfway through the year. Still like in the back of my mind, I, I I always say like, yeah, but they can't win 
the World Series because they don't have Azuna and they don't have Acuna. Like they I, can't I win, so. can they? And and like so, if they did win, right? I mean, you would have to think, and all of it despite Brian Snicker, right? Still throwing Will Smith out there in the ninth inning every night. Unreal. Let me go ahead and get off on Will Smith real quick. This guy blows a save. They're one strike away Friday night from beating the Giants. He blows the sl- uh, the save after throwing eight. The slave. He blows the slave. Eight straight sliders. He threw the eighth one was hit 150,000 yards. That's indicative of something, right? That means you're not trusting your fastball. Baseball guy. I don't, I don't know. Baseball guy. Baseball guy. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Right. I like that. Uh, yeah, Austin Riley, I still like the approach. Okay. I still like the approach. Up the, the middle the other yeah, way. Yeah. The, ball, the ball's not leaving the park, but he's taking a lot of close called strikes. That's 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 what we need. We need to see plate discipline. He's we hitting need to it see, to all fields. Yeah, he's hitting it to all fields. He's hitting little dinkers once every four at bat to you know to the you know, to the right fielder. I'm cool with that. Maybe maybe get one over the fence every now and then. A lot of singles though. Yeah, it's he's been stuck on 29 home runs for a long time. I really want to see him get to 30. So Austin Riley, still believe in you. You're the best player in baseball. Everyone knows it. You're the you're the prince that was promised. The young handsome Babe Ruth. I love you very much. The prophets maybe, told us this day would. Yeah, come. they did tell us this day would come. They they said there would be highs, they said there would be lows, but we always knew that you were the one. Okay, oh. so just you know, just get some juice flowing. Just get one, get that barrel chest around on one. You know what I mean? Turn on one bad boy. While we record this, the Braves are losing three to two in the seventh, seventh and final inning of a doubleheader against. Yes, yeah. this is the first half, right? For the Padres, yeah, this is. The they first... will lose this game, and they will win the next one to keep them to one keep game. Them one game under five hundred <laughs> while we record, which needs to happen. They're about to get closed out. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Pablo Sandoval pinch hitting in the seventh <laughs> with two outs and nobody on. Well, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. This guy... up to three hundred and sixty-five pounds now. Oh my God, he still gets paid to play baseball, and I cannot, I cannot believe that it's still happening. The whole season, this was really like out of. Four straight in yeah, all these it's titles. Wild, now. Man. It's this wild. one is satisfying. Like it to me, it doesn't feel like World Series or bust. No. And no, it no, did no. last year. It did. Yeah, like they yeah, yeah. had they were built. But now without Marcelo Zuna, without Ronald Lacuna. Right. Um This know, team's been through a lot, dude. Freddie Freeman was awful the first yeah. two months. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second, but there's a lot of stuff that's happened. This one means more, right? I think there was some So they're playing with house money for the first th- time in a long there time. There was a lot of perseverance. There was you know, a lot of, a lot of motion, uh, and, motivational posters type things. Anthropolis answered a lot of questions too, though. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he turned that team around at the All Star break. Like, yes, at the trade right trade before the trade deadline. deadline. Yeah, that's what I mean. They finished eighty eight and seventy three. Um, and I guess let's just jump right into it. I think key twenty twenty one moments. If you go back to June 9th, six nine, Spencer. Nice, nice. You're not allowed to say nice anymore. You're over thirty. Two things happen. Okay. June 9th, that I think turned the season around to start for the Braves. 18 shutouts for the whole year in 2021. 15 of those 18 came since June 9th. Whoa. 15 of those 18 shutouts for the Braves came since June 9th. So they were shutting, like they were shutting down teams and then also, also scoring a lot. Freeman was hitting. 224 with a 784 OPS on June 9th. Since June 9th, 342, 960 OPS. So before 224, after 342 on June 9th. Those two things happened and the Braves took off. A 300 batting average, 
31 home runs for Freeman. And within that also stretch. Also Austin Riley. Within that stretch. Uh, we'll get to Austin Riley in a minute. Within that stretch, Max Freed has a stretch of 11 consecutive quality starts. Ooh. The longest in the MLB. I like that. Good to stat. go with two complete game shutouts under 100 pitches, also known as a Maddox. A Maddox. My favorite stat in basketball. Uh, baseball. Chip Carey baseball, does not baseball. recognize that because, of course, there has only been one player in Major League Baseball history with the last letter of his last name being X. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> he just forgot about all the Hall of Famers. Like, he <laughs> said, how about that? <laughs> that so good. So good. How about uh, that? Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley become the first pair of Atlanta teammates. Sandy Koufax, how about that? With a 300 batting average and 30 home runs since 2003. Spencer, 2003 Atlanta Braves, what pair of teammates had a 300 batting average and hit 30 home runs? Whoa, are they big name They are both names that you would know. Okay, are they both big name players? One of them is arguably the greatest player of all time. Certainly the greatest catcher of all time. Okay, Javi Lopez. Okay, he, yes, one of he is the one. Okay, and he's the, the one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, right. his tag team partner for that year in two thousand three, was an outfielder who had a very very unique batting stance. Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield and Javi Lopez Woo! were the last two Braves teammates to hit three hundred. With 30 homers in the same No problem. Year. No problem. Um, so I, I think... Dude, I'm a sports podcaster through and through. That's it. And if you try and tell me different, Jason Chatham, <laughs> dude, I'll come after you twice. Twice in a row. Twice in two weeks. Hold Obviously, what Freeman and Riley did was big. Obviously, what the infield did as a whole was historical. Riley, Swanson, um, who I'll, I'll take a lot of credit for Swanson. I've really just been coaching him along. We all season you have. Long. I gotta get some credit for Riley though, right? You get a lot of credit for Dude, Austin I gotta Riley. Get, I gotta get credit for it. And it's because I stuck by of him. the cage I stuck, work that I stuck, you guys did. I stuck by him yeah. in the rookie year yeah. throughout the terrible year last year. I started calling people forget I started calling him the young handsome Babe Ruth way back in twenty twenty. It made as much sense then as it does now. No, it makes way more sense now. Well, it's just lovely now. Yeah, now it's, it's awesome. Just, it's awesome, it dude. Fits. It's the shit. YHBR, baby. It's the shit now. All right. Now now I'm done. Key 2021 moments continued. Jock Peterson, after Marcelo Zuna goes down, after Ron Lacuna go down, Anthopoulos makes the first move. And Peterson sort of gets lost because he happened before the deadline. He happened, you know, long before that. But that was a big move. And I think it signaled to a lot of Braves fans that at least... They're going to try. A little bit. Yeah. Um, There was a time in that... in the middle of the summer where they were starting guys like Hermedia right. in the out, or Heredia in the outfield. Um, Adrianza was playing a lot. So th- that was a problem, remember. But yeah. then, Anthopolis before the deadline. Biggest move probably in Braves pr- franchise history. I don't think this is an overstatement. Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval could be one of the greatest <laughs> trades of all time. <laughs> It, this is a franchise that traded for Mark Teixeira. This is like the, within. This is the franchise's most important trade. And look, maybe not within a decade. When they like traded 15. Pablo Sandoval, they took off. Was I right about yeah, that or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they were soft. I put them into place, and they took off and won the division for a four straight. Right. Year. Uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, yeah, you're right. Pablo Sandoval was a cancer. What he's, else? He's he's a zero. Okay, but the Eddie Rosario move got looked over a little bit at the deadline because he was hurt. Remember, and because Duvall and Solaire both right. came in that same twenty four hour, forty eight hour period. But 
Rosario hit 40 home runs, like, and uh, as did, I believe, Soler he was a few he, years ago. But Rosario hit 40 home runs, like, two years ago. You know what I mean? So that's a big, big pickup. And he wasn't playing well before he got to the Braves at the deadline. But that's, like, a big-time play. He got a lot of big hits. So did yeah. Duvall. So, so did Duvall. Duvall. And Soler, 14 homers in 55 right. games with right. Atlanta. Like, that'll do. Right. That'll so, really I do. Mean, when you, maybe they didn't have the best year to begin the year. But when you look down this lineup, dude, yeah. Not a lot of holes, bro. Not a lot of holes. One through nine. And when Max Fried is hitting, the fifth or sixth best hitter on the Braves, <laughs> there's zero holes. You know what I mean? So, I, dude, I'm, I'm not scared of anybody in this play. Like, yeah, I don't think they're beating the Dodgers. You know what I mean? But we can jump into that now. How? And we don't curse on this. Fu- we don't. We don't. We don't curse on this fucking podcast. But how huge? was the Chuck Morton pickup, like, looking back. People, like, kind of yeah. made fun of it because he's so old. Yeah. But right now, I swear to God, I would take Chuck Morton over anybody's number. Not, maybe not anybody's number two, but I'd put him up against anybody's number two in the league, dude. Yeah. And with no no qualms. Like, he's going to go game one. confidence. And he's going to go game one for the Bravos, free game two. Yeah. It, it's 99% sure Ian Anderson. Yeah. Game three. Um, but and Ian Anderson is going to throw so many change-ups. Okay, we have done it, Spencer. We have gotten the Atlanta Braves to the World Series. Everybody doubted us. Everybody said it couldn't be done. Everybody doubted us but us. We were in the trenches every day. Yes. We had the, uh, what, what is it, what, the acronyms going. We had the acronyms going yes. early. We were all over Dansby. We were all over Ozzy. Uh, we spoke young, handsome Babe Ruth yes. into existence. <laughs> He belongs as the MVP, and now we have Young Handsome Babe Ruth World Series MVP, the acronym. Spell it out for us. And Eddie Rosario. And Eddie Rosario. We got him to Atlanta by forcing Pablo Sandoval out of our city. Yeah. We said, get out of here, Panda. We don't want you anymore. Go now. Go get. Go get. Get out of here. That's we what didn't we want did. the hugs, dude. We didn't want the good feelings. We wanted grit. We wanted grind. Responsibility. That's, that's exactly what we got in this team in the end. You know what I mean? They... they the, they got a little bit of the cute stuff going on with the pearls, but it it, it feels different, right? Just enough. Just it feels enough. different. A, not a little dabble, do you? Yeah, it's not soft like the hugs, dude. The hugs is not. Eh, get it out of here. No World Series team ever in the history of baseball has arrived at the World Series the way that this Braves team had, and that's not an exaggeration. They went a hundred and eleven games before eclipsing the five hundred mark, which is nuts. No team has gone more games. And reach the World Series before reaching 500 than the Atlanta Braves have. They're only the fourth team ever to be under 500 at the All Star break and make the World Series. They only won 88 games. Okay, they didn't even clinch the division until a couple days left in the season. But this team has been radically different. Yep. Since the acquisitions at the since trade, the trade deadline. deadline. And yep. Alex Anthopoulos is unquestionably the executive of the year. Yeah, he's got to be. 100%. Did, um, I don't know why I'm just thinking of this. Did Big Travis time. Schlink win that no, award he last year? No, he should have. They, I mean, possibly the two like top five GMs of all of professional sport reside in Atlanta at this point. I mean, if you go just pa- off this past year. Hard to imagine that anybody would be considered above Anthopolis this year for what they've done. And for, look, for bringing Eddie Rosario on board, he would he's probably would have won it with just that alone. Yeah. But Peterson. Getting him from, uh, getting him right after Acuna's injury, right? Essentially, answering that bell. Solaire, 
which at hasn't time, made as big of a difference in the playoffs, but but he will. I yeah. think in the World Series, and we'll talk so about that coming up. Now that the DH is in play, because again, the two leagues play by different right. rules. That'll be on full display. Yep. When the Braves play, and you get Astros. four games potentially of DH, which is yeah, huge. if it goes seven. So uh, Astros favored minus one forty five in the betting department. Braves plus one twenty. Um, the Braves come in having lost eight straight World Series games. Spencer, we are world champions. The Braves are world champions. Best in the world. The parade has happened. It was a Ferris Bueller type of scene in Atlanta. And uh, the Braves have really broken the curse, man. Ding dong. The witch is dead. You took my joke. It's all good. Okay, go. I said hold, that. Hold on. Let's run it back. I, so I said that before the pod. Just, no, you can. Let's start over. Let's start over. All right, all right, all right. Okay, all right, here we go. Right, the Hot Grips Podcast for a 91st time. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh witch, the wicked witch. Ding dong, the fucking curse is dead. Your Let's Atlanta go. Braves are the 2021 World <laughs> Series oh, champions. That was and pretty good. We got them there. Yeah. We brought them from the depths yeah. of the NL East oh, to yeah. the top of the world. The top of the world. Yeah. The mountain that's, the mountaintop. That's where we're at. The mountaintop, dude. The Colts alive and well, baby. <laughs> the curse is dead. The Colts alive. So now, now we have our sights set on much bigger things. Yeah, now yeah. all curses are here. broken. Yeah. Not just the Braves. The Braves are the best in the world, dude. They're the best in the world. And we're going to take full responsibility yeah. of the first world title in 26 years. Yeah, let's victory lap this right now. Despite, despite all the haters. <laughs> What'd you think of the parade? Did you watch any of the highlights? I, I watched a little bit of the highlights. Uh... It was rowdy as hell. I, I my favorite my favorite shot, weirdly enough, uh, was like a zoomed out shot of the bus just flying the down. The bus was piece. moving so fast. Oh my god, dude, that was nuts. Why it was, was just, it going so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Why were they moving so fast? That was rowdy as hell, dude. That was awesome. Uh, something Atlanta about that is if you've ever driven in Atlanta, that's how they actually drive. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Me and you almost died in Atlanta one time. You remember that? Yeah, we dude, had a hard rowdy. time getting out. Yeah, in a. Uh, in an act like a rental car, me and you both almost died. Yeah. Somebody doing something similar to that. Uh, then Tyler Nutsack getting, uh, oh just, yeah, just absolutely almost arrested by an Atlanta police officer. I sent it to a, a bunch of people, and I was like, dude, this gives me Marky Mark shooting Jeter in the other guy's vibes, like <laughs> yes. hardcore. Dude, like, what an idiot that cop! Oh my god, thank Jeter's god. a biracial angel. Yeah. <laughs> dude, thank God that ga- that guy's name hasn't come out because he would just. He would be the bane of Atlanta. Can you imagine if if he t- if he if you put one hand on Nutsack? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Out out of all the people on the team, he might be the third worst to do that to. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that run, maybe Solaire and Freeman right ahead of him, and maybe Max Fried ahead of him. Other than that, like Tyler Nutsack's probably he's up there. You know, with the untouchables. You want Pretty Pablo rough. Sandoval? You want to arrest somebody? Have Pablo <laughs> Sandoval. Here, here's Pablo Sandoval. He's easily, if, easily tracked. Dude, him. imagine if this guy actually arrested Tyler Matzik. You know what I mean? I have he a feeling had to move, that, dude. He would have had to move. His whole family would have had to yeah, Do we re-sign the cop or do we re-sign Nutsack? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll take Nutsack. In that his, scenario. His kids would have had to change schools and shit. Um, Isn't your dad the one that arrested Nutsack? Do you want to take credit for giving Austin Riley a nickname, sticking to it all season? Yeah, even the, when even when he was only hitting singles and you know. And therefore starting a trend that baseball Twitter and baseball social media has just 
gone off on these nicknames. No, I don't. I don't want to take credit for it, dude. It's bigger than me at this point. You know what I mean? You're not a hero. Yeah, it's bigger. It's bigger than one man. Credit to me for being humble as hell. But (laughs) yeah, dude, it is big. Like he is the youngest, most handsome Babe Ruth I've ever seen in my entire life. I I will say that. I agree. He's young. He's handsome, and he is actually Babe Ruth. And all this shit about uh, Shohei Otani being the Japanese Babe Ruth. Nobody wants, dude. Nobody once thought that Austin Riley would come out of nowhere, change positions as well from left field to third base. Or excuse me, third base to left field, back to third base. Babe Ruth also played left field. People forget about that. You know what I mean? So throw that into the mix. What do you what do you think Rob Manfred thought? That was a crazy rant right there. <laughs> I like I just wanted to stay out of the way. All right, so we'll wrap up right there for the best of 2021 here on the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Tadon. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, thank you once again to our title sponsor, Coach's Corner, 3016 East Victory Drive, 912-352-2933. If you want to call ahead your order, cold beers, hot wings, 196 billion televisions. Tell your server that we sent you and they'll hook it up for you on that bill. 3016 East Victory Drive or 912-352-2933. Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah and the title sponsor of Savannah's number one sports podcast, Hot Grits. All right. Thank you so much to everyone who helped make this possible throughout the year. Um, Obviously the fans, but some people behind the scenes too. Thank you to Rashawn and Independent Lasagna. Check out his podcast, Beyond the Check, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, etc., etc. None of this would be possible without our guy Ray letting us use the studios, helping us with, or I should say helping Spencer a lot of times with the audio production. Um, other audio people that have helped along the way, Kenny Gold, responsible for our outro for most of the year, as well as our intro edits. Uh, Alvi ATL on YouTube. Check him out. Subscribe. Alvi ATL. A L V Y ATL. Um, he's done some editing work for us as well. Our guy Brandon with the visuals uh, helped us get a new logo this year um, with the HBO kind of knockoff uh, logo design. So thank you to Brandon for that. Um, thank you also to Spencer and I's family because I know that a lot of times they get sick of hearing us. Or, uh, you know, hearing us talk about the podcast uh, when we're not around it. Um, but they've been supportive throughout the whole thing. Couldn't have been possible without their help and understanding and their support. You know, listening and, and, and really just bearing with us like you guys have. The fans, the most important part of all this. Every time you share, every time you tell someone uh, about our podcast, like it, it does wonders. And we could not be more grateful for it it's been sort of a grassroots effort from the beginning in february of 2020 um, and now we're approaching our two-year anniversary and over 100 episodes recorded so thank you to you the fans thank you for telling people and bringing people into the fold um really i'm not you know just placating to you guys here like this is very important to us uh, that you guys have done what you've done and you've stepped up in a big way and like i said In the intro, it's what drives us, and it's what I believe will drive us through 2022. Happy New Year. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to the Hot Grits Podcast. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals.